0: This episode is brought to you by Indie Insights, our bi-weekly newsletter and love note to independent film. Inside, you'll find tools, tips and tricks vetted by industry professionals, independent films that will inspire your creativity, filmmaking events where you can rub elbows with filmmakers just like you and so much more. The best part of it all, it's absolutely free. All you have to do is go to www.bonsai.film forward slash subscribe, and within a few clicks, you'll be part of our newsletter community. Again, that's www.bonsai.film forward slash subscribe to get Indie Insights, a free bi weekly newsletter from Chris and Nick at Bonsai Creative. You're listening to Make It, a podcast by Banzai Creative that helps creatives in film get where they're going faster by sharing the advice, knowledge, and insights of professional creatives across the film industry. I'm your host, Chris Barkley, and with me today is my good friend and Make It podcast co-host, Nicholas Bugs. Hello hello, Chris here with another episode of the Make It podcast and this is an indie talk week and that means I have my good buddy and co-founder with me, Nicholas Bugs, Nick, say hello.
1: Aloha huiho. <laughs> <See? laughs> <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> Wasn't expecting that at all. What kind of ho? Yes. Yes. A Hui Ho. What kind of ho?
0: <laughs> I said a hui ho. I mean, what what kind of ho is that?
1: <laughs> I'm not gonna Can I'm we... not gonna go there because then my Hawaiian family might be upset. So mm. yeah, I'm just just saying, you know, hello and, and good greetings to you, my friend Chris. And it's good to be back That's cool. You know?
0: I love I love I love Hawaii. I love, or as you say, Hawaii, there you go. I love Hawaiians because so many of their words mean hello and goodbye. They mean, I hate mm. you and I love you. It's the same thing. You just, you know how they say like in um, Mandarin or in Japanese, you only need to learn, I think something along the lines of 500 characters and you know, the entire language, the whole language, the whole language. I think with Hawaiian, you just need to know three or four words. It's just, you know, the whole thing. Well, dude, you need
1: to know aloha, mahalo. You need to know plate lunch. Those mean wait, wait. Those mean the same thing. Mahalo, <laughs> no, they don't. mahalo mean no. the same thing. No, they don't. Right? No. Mahalo is thank you. Aloha is hello and goodbye. Oh
0: yeah, sorry. Okay, yeah, but
1: on. plate lunch, bro. Sorry, my, like my that's that's your main thing right there. You get a plate lunch. You know that's to, to me. It's all I need to know. Like that's it, and I'm
0: good. Can I talk to you about something serious though? Really? Just like like. Yeah, like, I just, like I was up I just, here and you're going to
1: like, bring me down. Well,
0: I, I'm not going to bring you down, but look, I think the audience notices and you know, I've known you forever and mm. you've always been a very fit person. I do what I can do been when been I can very do it. Fit. People mm-hmm. can see that you're fit. Are you talking to your Hawaiian family about spam and about eating eggs and ground beef and rice and then pouring grease all over it and
1: and just no. like the Hawaiians no. have the
0: worst diet on the planet, right? Is that no, true? no Like no. worse
1: you than black people in the You South. don't. You don't talk to them about it because when you go to Hawaii, <laughs> you do that. You eat Spam Musubi. <laughs> like you can't not eat it. <laughs> you but, know. But are
0: you are you letting them know? Like are you educating them on what's what's in
1: it, Matt? Dude, so you think they don't know? Come on, bro. <laughs> They they know what that is. They know what they're doing, and they are loving every last drippity drop. So no, I'm not talking to them about that. Because <laughs> yeah, when I go down, man, I indulge. You know, it's like I'm, do I'm in it to win it. So yeah, but you know, that was the whole again, that gotta, was the whole rumor you, you about you in far.
0: college was that was that was that you were this fit guy that ate like a fat boy. No, nah, I used to hate that, that you were man. shoving ding dongs in your mouth, and you were basically leaning hard on your genetics yeah. and you were going to burn it off. And then if, if someone tried to follow your diet, they would end up having a coronary. Yeah. That You're was a genetics conversation. In, in
2: uh,
1: haters, haters. That's all I got to say. <laughs> haters.
0: <laughs> You're, you know, yes. it's not true. I, I did. I have noticed being around you. Like you don't eat like a rabbit. You just don't. I mean, you don't. But you Correct. don't eat a lot. Right. And and do you have the courage right now on this podcast, in this conversation, mm-hmm. to just... Look, there's a lot of people out there, including myself, that struggle with weight just because it's just so hard. There's some genetic... Will you just admit that you uh, have a superpower in your stomach that prevents you from gaining weight will you just say what it is or you, do no, you have i'm the not just, to do so
1: it? so i'm gonna i got to we have to put some uh some context a little bit around this conversation because yeah please you please. know we are a podcast for the independent film community right so yeah. somebody listening right now is like what in the heck are these guys talking about how did they get to this tangent well it comes back to this simple fact yeah the tangent king I only have to go there with tangent king but it comes back to this simple fact And it's something Mm -hmm. that you've heard me say a thousand times, which is Mm -hmm. this. Yes. Filmmakers are people, too. So we'll Mm -hmm. get into the film stuff. We do that all the time. Right. This is what this podcast is about. But we also take the tangents because we are human beings who get to talk about human stuff. And if we're interested in a topic that we can share with other humans who are listening, then we'll do that. Now, yes. Do I have this inborn Superpower that happens to be in my gut that enables me to process things at a high rate. Yes, I will admit it to the greater public that this is true. However, I will also add that yes, I got a very clean diet, man. Food is fuel. If you treat it like that, then you're all good.
0: Okay? Yeah, you starts eat, with what you eat. Y- y- yes, you you are right about the haters, and I appreciate oh, yeah. you con- contextualizing that to the to the audience, but. Uh, because you do not eat ring dings and, and ding dongs what, is ding dongs a thing <laughs> <laughs> ding dongs a thing but i'm not sure about the ring do you dings. eat that <laughs> oh, no okay so ring dings and uh, bonbons and and musubi you're not eating them. you are you no. don't eat like a rabbit but you don't eat bad Right. let's just be clear about that let, let let me be clear let me be clear yeah you don't yeah so i'm i'm good with that but you do have I have the opposite. Like so if you're Bruce Willis on Unbreakable, I'm saying mm. Samuel L. Jackson. Gotcha. We're like like I can't get it out of me. <laughs> <The> <laughs> like I put stinks. it in, it 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 pitches a tent. It's like <laughs> it's it's staying for a while. It's 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 taking a vacation. Mm. You've got a conveyor belt. Yeah. You eat, you go. You eat, you go. That's right. To the bathroom. Keep it clean. <laughs> <gun>. <laughs> and I just shit. look. You know, like he just had to look, put it
1: out there like that. So anyway, yeah. you know, let's, let's look, reel, it look you. reel it back I'm sure,
0: in. I'm sure that people are noticing this 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 person creeping on our conversation here, uh, just loitering in. <laughs> but don't worry, folks. He's here by design. That's he's right. the one and only Lance Clark, uh, Dean of the Arts from Huntington University. Lance, welcome to the Make It Podcast and to this Indie Talk.
3: Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. That was, uh, I got an education right there. Learned about some Hawaiian dietary stuff, digestive information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's good stuff. I'm loving this already. This is great. <laughs> yeah. More and thanks information. for inviting me on. Thank you <laughs> yeah. for inviting me on. This is, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. Oh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, this is great. And, and do you want to just sort of give people
0: a sense of, of why we invited you on, maybe what they might know you for, what you're working on now?
3: Yeah, well, first of all, nobody knows me. I'm a nobody in the world (laughs) of independent filmmaking. Uh, But I'm trying to be somebody, you know, Uh, I think that's one of the great things about independent filmmaking is that with today's technology, and if you got enough passion and heart and drive, and maybe more than anything, just tenacity to not quit, you can go out there and do stuff. You can do some pretty cool stuff. So, yeah, I'm the Dean of the Arts at Huntington University. I've been teaching there. Are you ready for this? 30 years at Huntington University. Wow. And wow. it's in about 18 years ago, we launched a digital media arts program. And my dream from the very beginning was to to do something at a very S tier level when it came to filmmaking and feature filmmaking. I didn't know how we were going to get there um, because, you know, it's most people think college, you know, student films being very less than professional. Yep. And we did start out that way. It was baby steps. And now, um, last year I just produced our first, uh, feature length sag film. Uh, it was a low budget film. It was under $750,000, but it was legit. And, um, man, I learned a lot and I'm loving it. And we're producing our second film. I'm producing our second film right now, along with my, uh, film partner, Matt Webb, who also teaches here at Huntington university. And we begin principal photography Monday, coming up this Monday. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I love what I do. I love teaching. I love teaching. Yeah, I love teaching. I love students. I love the mentoring process. I love seeing light bulbs go off in kids' heads when they're like, I mean, I can do this. You can do this. Yeah,
0: you can do this. There's so much to dig into on that. You know, First of all, kudos for staying in the fight. I think the first thing that stands out is there's no reason to quit unless you've just run out of energy for it, you've been doing this 30 years and you just got your first feature film done mm-hmm. and you've got Stephen Baldwin in it. You've got a great mm-hmm. cast and mm-hmm. it's a SAG film. Kudos. Congratulations. Just uh, two months ago, there was a filmmaker and writer who had been, you know, we we were close to to her and uh, she'd been on some panels at a couple of festivals with us and she just basically hung up, you know, Mm. hung it up, just, just, just quit. She said, you know, if it was going to happen, it would have happened by now. Mm. Uh, It's good to just admit it, to be pragmatic and just admit that, Mm. you you know, this isn't for you. Mm. You know, the Mm. industry is, is too brutal. Like, you know, I can't deal with it. There's better ways Mm. to Mm. take my, you know, use my time, make money, whatever. Mm. On one hand, Lance, I, I do, I understand that. I I guess, you know what I'm saying? Like I Mm -hmm. understand the sentiment like there are external pressures that everybody has where you have to say, you know what, no more delving in this. I need to go work for some tech firm and mm-hmm. take advantage of my education or degrees or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then there's another side that, that the fighter in me, the working class guy in me, you know, I grew up, you in know, in just in a working class family. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, we don't quit. We figure out the problem. We scratch and we claw. Mm -hmm. And I think you're just a, an incredible example of sticking in the fight, staying in the fight Mm -hmm. and then reaping the rewards and understanding that there isn't some magical
3: timeline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I think too many people out there are just dream stealers, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, they're out to steal your dream. They're out to tell you, you know, it can't be done. And I'm, I'm just a big can't is just not in my vocabulary Mm -hmm. because to me, can't is the cancer of can. And, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's like. Well, how do we solve a problem? It's problem solving, you know, and I try to instill that in our students and in the people I work with. Um, every day last year on set, you know, if we go back to last summer, again, we shot this uh, a feature in like 22 days, something like that. Um, we shot every day, Monday through Friday, took weekends off. Every day I would go around to all my department heads who were all professionals and then they mentored our students underneath them that were interning on the project. And I would, I'd just go up to them, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And I would, I'd hear things like, oh, wow, this is really tough. I wish I had this, wish I had that. And I would like, okay, let's figure it out. What can we do to solve your problem? And then I would remind them, you know, guess what we're doing? We're making a movie, guys. We're making a movie. Like, like we're making a movie. Okay think of all the runway that led up to this point, you know, these 21 days that we get to do that because I think a lot of people just lose sight of that. Like it took, you know, two years to get to that runway. That runway was two years long. And then we made the movie and and there were, it was, it's tough. You guys know it's a grind, right? You're out there 12 hour days. Plus then you look at your dailies and then you're, you're, first one up last one to go to bed. Uh, and yeah, it just, it's just, but if you can have that mindset of like, Wow, we get to this is so special. It's it's almost like sacred in a way, like of of, of the arts to just be able to go out there and collaboratively, collaboratively make art together. It's a it's a symphony, and I literally every day. It's what I did. I just went around and like, hey, we're doing this. We're doing this. We're doing this. And you know, after four or five days of that, it, it really turned attitudes around. People were like we're doing it. We're making a movie. And they people kind of started joking, we're making a movie, you know? <laughs> and then my other slogan that I like to say is producers got to produce. Producers got to produce. So no matter what I was asked to do, producers got to produce. Yeah. Do I have to perfect. go drain that RV? Do I have to yeah. go drain, drain the, uh, <laughs> the sewage out of the RV? Yes. Producers got to produce, yeah, you yeah, know, so like, there's, no there's no task. There's no task. Too big, big or you, you or, uh, too big or small. Too big or small is a producer of an indie film. You do it all. It That's reminds perfect.
0: me of uh, a guy I worked with, hardest working guy uh, that I've ever been around in business. Uh, his name is Michael Sousa, and he came from the uh, uh, the consulting world hmm. of the McKinsey, uh, BCG hmm. world, or whatever, oh, wow. Boston Consulting Group world. Yeah, and he used to say if you're wondering whose job it is it's
3: yours (laughs) yeah i'm gonna steal that one now that's my new one right right
0: right, nick right like there's a type of person nick that will be like who was supposed to do this (laughs) and it's like well you just go ahead and do it yeah we'll figure out we'll figure out who to blame later Mm -hmm, but right now like you go ahead and do it like and um when, when you said um Some of the stuff you said earlier, I just, just, um, you know, regarding, um, that want to, that need to, and, and the compromises you might make in your path to your dream. I also think about the quote, like good is the enemy of great Mm. where, yeah, you're right. Like you can, you can, you can quit and have a good life,
3: Mm -hmm. but But maybe easier and easier. Yeah. Might not be good, but you might Mm
0: forego the greatest life you could have had. And it's, it's tough. That's a tough decision to make Mm -hmm. because yeah. Good is the enemy of great because good feels good. Mm -hmm. Nothing more addictive than a, than a
3: salary. Like that salary feels good. Yeah. Money is nice thing. Money helps. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's like it, 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 it is it is fuel food is fuel for the body uh money helps fuel life things that you need to do um and i think if you're doing good work if, if your art is good and your stories are good it's going to get picked up you know you're going to get a reward for that you know um i've seen it i mean yep. i i didn't start out as a feature featurely filmmaker i started out I mean, i probably executively produced 150 10 minute films, you know, over the years. That's that's Uh, crazy. But, but, uh, (laughs) you know, and, but it, but it, but it all comes around to like put it out there, just give it your all, and life's going to reward you for that good work. It's, it is, it's true. I mean, there's just good vibes will come back to you. Yeah. Too many dream stealers. It's too bad. I mean, just people have just, they've got to do what they got to do, I guess, you know, and I hope, I hope those people come back to it and realize, hey, take a sabbatical and come back to your, your passion, you know, push into your passion, whatever that happens to be.
1: Yeah. And when you say push into it, I think about, you know, continuous improvement too, because I know Chris, you and I have gotten into the conversation about, you know, so what Lancer said is if you're, if you're doing good work, right. If your stories are great, if your work is great, like it'll get picked up, it'll get noticed. But you know, if we're going to be 100% honest with ourselves and our community, it's not all great. Right. So (laughs) Mm -hmm. it might actually just take that extra layer Mm -hmm. of work or that responsibility as a filmmaker to say, well, if I'm not getting picked up, if I'm not getting the recognition, Mm -hmm. it's not about quitting, but what do you need to do to now level
3: up? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's been able to take notes, get notes, take feedback. Exactly. And And, 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 and surround yourself with people, be honest with you on, on it, you know. That's and it. Most, and people, that most people honesty. Don't, <laughs> well, don't, don't, don't go to your mom. Don't go your mom or dad. That's what
2: I was <laughs> saying. They're
3: like, You're the best in the world. It's
1: great. <laughs> that's right. So where where do you go, Lance? Like, where would you tell your students to go? Because that's what they're gonna well, do. They're gonna yeah, go no, to their family. That's yeah, yeah. 100%. We do.
3: We well, we try to fest our stuff. We try to get out in festivals. We try to do it in juried um. Peer review, uh, you know, opportunities like Broadcast Educators Association has a peer review. It's, it's mm-hmm. the nation's largest, like, collegial contest in the nation. By the way, we're second in the nation with awards on that. Uh, with about 300, 300 <laughs> film and TV schools in the nation. Little old wow. Huntington University. And there's also, you know, a whole bunch of those. I, you can kind of call it pay to play. But, you know, you uh, you, you pay to get into it. And then you get really good notes back. And if they like, you know, if you meet a standard, you get like, hey, here's a little trophy, you know, here's a gold statue of something, you know, but, but you get good notes and they're, they're brutal. I mean, they're, they most of the feedback I've got on stuff I've submitted to, to things like that have been pretty honest and pretty brutal. Um, and things like, oh, okay. I thought that was the Mona Lisa and it's not the Mona Lisa. Mm. So I've got to work on, you know, better sound, better mixing, better, just, you know, everything. So
1: how do your students react to it? When they get those kind of notes.
3: They want it. They want those. They, they, want, okay. they want to be pushed hard. They really do. They don't, they don't like any kind of candy coating kind of stuff. I mean, we do probably in the, in the classroom environment, um, we don't coddle, but we do, we're supportive. Mm-hmm. You know, we're very much supportive. Like, hey, if you fall down, I'm going to help you get back up. Right? Okay. And that's not always the case in the industry. So one of the things we're doing right now with our Capstone program, which is what, how we're doing our feature films, is through a Capstone film program. Where mm-hmm. we invite these professionals, we like we'd invite you guys in, and whatever your areas, of, you know, maybe producing or directing or whatever areas you want to do, you come in and you we give you students as a team. Well, you get really straight up feedback. Um, and I had we had to have a little come to Jesus meeting a couple of days ago with a couple of students that were um, in a department that just weren't pulling their weight on week one, and we had a very candid talk about that. And the the pro was really polite, but yet saying, you know. I'm not i'm not pulling any punches with you guys you'd have been fired like i wouldn't have fired i would have fired you guys if this would have nice. been in, you know on another and, and
0: everybody takes that note
3: well yeah they, like, they, like, they, like they're able they, to they they it, they took it it was hard i mean um they uh there was some tears in there a little bit there was some okay. frustration with themselves but they knew it and they took it and then boy yesterday it was like a light switch flipped and i mean it was total different attitude in that department and they but they knew it was said in a supportive structure right Yep. And you don't always get that. I don't think you get that very often, maybe on a pro, pro, pro set uh, where it's, you know, you don't have student interns and those kinds of things. We hire yeah. pros, we hire mentors in. That's what's unique about what we're doing. We're doing feature films. We're bringing professionals in that understand it's a pedagogical opportunity. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, they're making money, they're getting paid. Uh, mm-hmm. But they know that part of their job is to shepherd and mentor this next generation of, of storytellers and filmmakers. It's a tough task to do. It's, a, it's hard to do that. Not everybody can do that, but so yeah. far we've been lucky, very fortunate to get great people in that care about it, that care about the craft and are willing to like mentor these kids. I'll That's share awesome. the
0: Bonsai process for, for yeah. note giving and how we uh, got good at giving notes and and how we, we do this um, probably, or I'd like to do it like twice a year, but we probably could do it more than that. There's mm. just the training, but we'll bring in, um, like producer Elise and 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 Jason who who used to read for us. And this table right behind us will take three mm. copies of a short film script. I'll give them a red pen and a black pen. Red pen is for grammatical errors. Black pen is for style. And we'll just read it. And we'll just go mm. through together all at the same time, mm. read and mark, and then we switch each other's paper. Mm. And then mm. You're, you're like, oh, how did I miss that grammatical Mm -hmm. error? They got it. I missed it. Uh, Mm -hmm. oh, why did, let's have a conversation about why you think that's a style error or a problem style wise. And I didn't, or I did and you didn't. And what happens is our whole team ends up being on the same page about what is good, what we think is Mm -hmm. good, what we think is great, what we think is bad and why. And you can really trust us to give you a note, and I love we, that. we're kind of out of that game now, except for the stuff that me and Nick review for uh, production and investment. But still, that if you'd like, I think it's a really cool, fun process, mm-hmm. and we always use a short film so we can do it in one sitting versus a feature. Uh, I might be, can,
3: I might be looking you guys up this fall. Yeah, yeah. It, we man. come in and teach that Nick. <laughs> Nick. you want to, you right. want to go to Indiana and, and teach, yeah. them,
1: <laughs> to, teach the process for that? That's cool. Yeah, but it's, and it's also we're also a good balance, Chris you know, in the way that you and I specifically will review things because, you know, we were joking earlier. It's like, yeah, am I an AI? You know, I can be robotic, (laughs) you know, I can just take the feelings (laughs) and throw them out, you know, and just Mm -hmm. kind of look at something, you know, very strictly. I'm just like, it is what it is and it isn't what it isn't. Um, But sometimes, you know, my delivery, you know, if I deliver those notes from that perspective can be very harsh for a filmmaker who doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily see all the science in, in storytelling, they they feel the art, right? So when you're talking to them about things that didn't work or things that were left off the page or things that just didn't quite make it, uh, it can be difficult. So, but Chris, Mm -hmm. I know that when you read, you're often reading for the art of it. Right. And so, you know, how did you feel at least first? Well, I like that. Yeah. I knew what they were yeah, exactly. At least first I knew what they were trying to say. And I'm like, but they didn't say it. And then, you know, right. they didn't do it. Right. Like, And then when we put those together, we're like, okay, I yeah. get it. So the yeah. note really is to how to, how to get them to bring the thing out that they were trying to do. Um, and so how do you give that note as opposed to giving the note that you just didn't do it? So I think that we also mm-hmm. try That's to correct. balance, you know, balance That's the great. art and the science in those yeah. notes. And yeah. when I read
3: it, I'm going, "Oh, that's expensive." See <laughs> <Yeah>. now, <laughs> that's not happening. Got um, it. I'm too much of a producer, pragmatic. As, yep. Will you break Producers down some terms produce. for us, though?
0: I noticed you you, you said S tier earlier, and you mm-hmm. talked about Capstone program. Will you break down both of those for the audience?
3: I mean, S tier to me is the the superior tier, the top top mm-hmm. shelf, you know, of okay. quality of what we want to. to Appear to two. And what was the other thing I said? I'm like, just the oh, Capstone no. program. Oh, little bit. Oh my gosh. Thank you. So you know, remember um three years ago when the we were just gonna take two weeks off and yeah, like this yeah. little <laughs> pandemic yeah. thing? That was like that was exactly three years ago, like yeah, right, right yeah. now. Yeah. Yeah. And we we did we we took two weeks off and we we had kids going every uh year to LA for a program that we had out there called the Los Angeles Film Studies program. Mm -hmm. And we'd send 10, 15 kids every year out there. And uh, that program shut down, you know, Mm -hmm. like pretty much permanently shut down. We stopped sending kids out there and we didn't know what to do. That was a great opportunity. It was a capstone experience for them. Like the accumulation of what you've done here for seven semesters This is your eighth semester. Let's do it at a high, high level. So uh, Matt and I, my uh, film partner here at Huntington University and the director of our capstone program now, we said, hey, why are we? maybe, maybe let's flip it with COVID. We don't know what's next. We don't know what variant is out there. I mean, let's flip yeah. it. And instead of like sending our students to someplace, they might get sent home. Yeah. What if we bring industry professionals to Huntington, Indiana, to Huntington university, and we do a whole semester immersive, cool thing. And we called it the capstone program. So it's a part of our curriculum and you can come in and, and, uh, get into that program and your eighth semester here or your se- last semester of your senior year, uh, you get into this whole 16-week let's make a movie mode. And uh, you get put into a department. You study all the different departments. You get into a department. You work with the director. You break down the script. You look at everything that we need to get ready to shoot in May. And then uh, they graduate. And then a week later, they come on board and we, we make a feature film. And so wow. that's every other year. We're doing that. So, the fact that's um, happening
0: right here in, the, like, like in Indiana at Huntington yeah. University, no one would guess that. That sounds like that's I, it's, out of USC Film School, and it it, it is S tier, man. <laughs> See, that's S tier. <laughs> I, 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 I love it. it. How do you, you mentioned the 150 student films. you yeah. peed. There is some tropiness to a student film. Things that like mm-hmm. we've come to understand are going to be a telltale sign. This is a student film. <laughs> Yeah, name a couple of them. I'd love to hear what yeah. you
3: sound. Yeah. Oh, sound. oh, oh, oh yeah. I thought you were talking about theme thematically. Oh no. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're talking technically, yes, definitely. uh Poor sound. Poor lighting. Poor lighting. Uh, thematically, you know
0: stick yeah. every storyline you ever had in one movie. That's the uh, yeah. thematic sign. Like you're just throwing the kitchen or, sink or at your film. Or it's about
3: suicide. You know? Yeah. Or yeah. it's about you know kidnapping. Yeah. Kidnappings or something like that. Or you know don't drink and drive, you know, you know, don't do drugs, but I'm going to show you all the possibilities of what happens with drugs. <laughs> yeah, right. eight, for eight minutes. It's funny. You like to have a don't do drugs, uh, short uh, film in yeah. the whole time. You're like oh, promoting yeah. see how, awesome how bad drugs it are. is. See how much fun right. they're not having right now <laughs> on their drug trip. Yeah,
2: so we've actually bawling. put together,
3: we put a get, put, we put together a do not use list. It's like Ooh. 20 things that we don't want to see in your films. Okay. Uh, that like was, that, my that thematic, was my question. That was my question. I was going to ask, yeah.
0: cause yeah. I don't think film schools, the fact that we keep seeing these films lets me mm-hmm. think or leads me to believe. And I'm sure Nick, feels feel the same way that universities aren't teaching against it. They're just letting these yeah. filmmakers make the same trophy mistake over and over again, instead of saying, mm-hmm. I know this is what you're going to end up doing. Let me <laughs> save you some time. Take the room sound, <laughs> uh, you know, have some yeah. unique things. So, so yeah. anyway, Go ahead, t- talk yeah. to us about that a little bit about how you we guys do. cut that yeah.
3: off. Yeah, I mean, we 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 really just kind of nip it in the bud early on. They, they, you know, they wise They have to pitch like so. Matt and I are like executive producers on the project, so you have to come yeah. pitch because we're putting some department money behind it. They got to go out yeah. and match it. So if we give them eight hundred, they're going to go out and find another thousand, you know, for that. But you you're using my money, right? You're using the department money. So there's some themes that we just don't align with. You know, we're not going to do anything with um. Uh, that's it's racially insensitive. We're not going to do anything that's sexually insensitive. You know, we're not going to do anything that demeans people, that is punishing people. That is, we're not doing you know murder, th- things without consequences. You know, basically, yep. um, we're not making Hallmark films. I mean, that's not what we're doing. You know, we're making yeah. goodie two shoe films. Uh, we we like stories that are, um, that are that, that really push into the human condition. What's real? You know, right. um, you know, when I remember early on and we've gotten our students to the point where they, they know going in, I better pitch something that is better, you know, than, than what's out there. But, you know, early on we were getting some pretty crazy crap, you know, like, you know, really, really bad stuff, you know? And, yeah. and, and part of me was like, well, what are these, what are these, what's this generation dealing with? I mean, is this like, what's going on in their hearts? You know, what's going on in their minds? Cause you know, and I would sit down with some of the guys, I'm like, well, you know, who do you know that got raped? Who do you know? Do you know anybody that's been raped? Mm-hmm. I mean, was your sister raped? Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I, be, I would ask him honestly, like, and I mean, I right. like, uh, no, I don't know anybody that was violent, violently raped. I don't know anybody who was violently raped. Well then why do you have a rape scene in your film? Like, and you're just making it yeah. bad like, it's bad. Right. Right. But right. you don't know any, Like, Do you realize the steps you'd have to go to even talk about how to approach shooting something like that? Yeah. Like you're not, you're 18. Right. You know, I'm 50. I would be really careful about even trying to write a scene like that and direct a scene like that and try to pull know? it off and of pull it off. Day. Day. And, it, and, and it, yeah. Like that, that is like, they just don't think like that, you know? And so we, and again, we're not trying to do like candy coated stuff, but most of the college students are going through issues of what I'm going to do with my life when I grow up and, mm. th- and those kinds of things. So, okay, you can push into that, but maybe tell more, maybe tell more, stories that are not your age you know 18 to 24 because most film festival judges are not 18 to 24 you know they're adults and they've had adult issues and they're going through adult things so think beyond that let's don't cast all your college friends to be in your movies you know uh that so everybody is the same age all the time and let's don't do one more coffee shop you know, film that all takes place in a coffee shop, you know, nothing wrong with that location. It's just everywhere all the time. because right, right. Their friends work at a coffee shop. Right.
0: You know, they got it for free. Yeah. That's why they got yeah. it for free. So, <laughs> so
3: let's be different. And so our stories stand out, you know, we did a film called, uh, last year, it was a senior film called clown West. Okay. It's a Western film set in the 1800s inside a real barn that mm-hmm. the lead character is a clown. He comes mm. into the tavern as a clown. He's got a clown face, but he's not funny. He's just the clown. <laughs> uh-huh. and, and it's all of that. It's just against the grain and he's right. here to like take out Jesse the outlaw, but he's like stands, you know, it's those kinds of things. It was a good story, uh, you know, and then they have a duel in the end and then, so it's just that we're trying to push them harder on good stories and then the craft is obviously very important, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, getting room tone, um, the basics, you know, we try to cut yeah. all those basics, you know, and we don't, I think sound, no matter where you're at, sound is always the issue. It just, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's so frustrating. Yeah. It just seems to yeah, be but always but it's, the it's, issue you deal with. And we don't want to say fix it in post. You know, you hate to use that. <laughs> but
0: well, I, well, one of like the things important.
3: that happens is you pick this
0: great location and then you get on set and you find out your location happens to be directly under a flight path. Oh, yeah. That's and great. you didn't stay in the location long enough. And you're yeah. like, oh God, I got it. We're we're shooting mm-hmm. on three minute intervals now. Yeah, you, you
3: scouted it, but you only yeah. were in there for three minutes, right? You, you're right. The jet's <laughs> coming over all the time. Yeah. yeah. Or you didn't hear those. Or you those, just didn't those. hear them. Yeah, you just started ignoring. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't hear the industrial, you know, refrigerators that were around the corner in the bar that you're filming in or something like that. Um, you should have. You should have caught yeah. it. And, yeah. and you gotta deal with that. So yeah, all sound is like more than fifty for me, it's more than fifty percent of the experience. I will forgive you know, kind of, you know, a film that's not great lighting necessarily, but if the mm-hmm. sound is off or just lacking, it doesn't fill out my world. It's hard to get into the movie that way, you know?
1: Yeah. We believe yeah. that 100% hard to get into when story. watching films. That's, that's our first, at least I know for me, that's the first mm-hmm. thing. I think that's why both of us said it at the same mm-hmm. time. We're just like yeah. sound we didn't say lighting yeah. first. It's just sound. Yeah. And that hits you really it, hard And unfortunately
3: at film schools, it's all about the camera typically, right? It's, it's camera Mm -hmm. lust, it's camera, you know, it's, it's the thing it's, Ooh, the camera. And, Mm -hmm. and, and that somehow seems to be the, you're the, the apex predator on a set. If you're the DP and, and, and sound just kind of is like that little step brother or sister off to the edge, you know, that like, man, you know, who are you? But we've tried (laughs) to turn that around too. Like we've tried to really build up sound like that's cool. And yeah. same with, same with set, set decking, you know, art, art direction. We try to make that cool too. Like we bring in pros that like just geek out on it and you know, the production teams typically students aren't typically coming to film school to be, I want to be a first AD. Well, most of them don't even know what a first AD does or a second AD yeah. does. They, they think, Oh, I'm a first assistant director. I'm going to help direct. Yeah. You're not. No, no, you're <laughs> right. making, you're making the day out of days, man. You're, you're sitting back there cranking out, you know, schedules and pulling your hair out when the director and, Turns everything upside down at the end of your shoot, saying, "Oh, tomorrow let's do this and this and this." Right. You know, and you've already got your whole weeks of dudes already scheduled out, and then they they just domino it backwards. You know, so yeah, yeah. The, but that's part of the joy of like serving and 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 them growing and realizing, wow, there's so much more to do on a film set than being right around the actors. That's yep. just a really Agreed. elite elite group of people that get to stand around and do that. Very lucky students you have. And
0: I'll give you guys a a fun fact. Here we say DP. And I know this because we just spoke with Sophie Holland, the incredible uh, casting director for Witcher and Wednesday, Tim Burton's Wednesday. and wow. A bunch of other stuff. Uh, Too many to name. She's she's killing it. Um, Wow. She's in the UK. In the UK. And over there they call it the D-O-P, the DOP. The director. Oh, uh, they they they, they give respect to the of <laughs> in the UK. So if you're in the UK, you're anywhere in Europe, say the D O P, not the not the D P. And and speaking of fun facts, mm. you know what time it is, Nick? Mm. I think that it's time for <laughs> things we should know. We should know. <laughs> with producer Papa Bear. Producer Papa go. Bear, drop us drop on us a thing we should <laughs> know.
2: What is the most successful Oscar winning religious film of all time.
0: What is the most successful Oscar winning religious film of all time? Okay. So, uh, I have some in, in my we're, mind, we're gonna
1: sit on this, right. We're, we're going to sit on this on for it. a little bit. Let it, yeah. let it we're marinate. Gonna answer. We're gonna have to answer the now yeah. we're going
0: to answer at the end. I think I have at least two in, in my mind, Lance, do you have a few? Nick?
1: Oh, yeah. It was like okay. the way that landed. i pretty sure I got death. a good idea. Nick, did you, cheat? Did, you, did you Google this? It's, no, you see, you keep doing that because you, you, you keep, ref, you know, referencing the fact that I might be an AI, so right. I might already be connected to the internet. You know? did, you, G, did you GPT this? <laughs> right. No, I did not. Did you GPT did
0: this? GPT. No, I did not GPT. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Papa Bear. We're going to think about it. And I think now would be a good time. What is it? I want to show this trailer for Wayfaring Stranger. Is that cool with you, Lance? And yeah, I'm cool. going to, all right, here we go. Let's play this trailer. All these years, you're still the same pathetic trash.
2: Wait, is that you? Hey yeah. Welcome back, man. You ain't tricking me in, are you? I can drive. 20
0: years. You just left. You didn't call. I thought you were dead.
3: What's going on that field over there? Yeah, we building a church and a school. We've sold three churches and raised 50% of the budget. Hallelujah! <laughs> Hallelujah! I'm not about to waste any hard-earned money on some pastor pipe dream that can't even get a line of credit. Did you get the call from Lloyd? Lloyd had a heart attack. We well, you have to find a new carpenter by the end of the day. Can you use me? Your brother says you're a singer.
2: Your breath smells like gasoline. <laughs> Having a drunk built this He's not true. a drunk. It's a broken man. Just like you and me.
0: Why can't I just learn the guitar? You know how we feel about rock music.
2: Well, here, I
1: reckon I can ask you the same thing.
0: What if somebody did something they weren't supposed to do and you knew about it?
3: What Glenn needs is a doctor, not a church with no money, and a charlatan for a pastor.
1: Dad! The best friend I ever had.
3: I love you. If the Israelites knock down the walls
0: of Jericho with a prostitute and a marching band. Surely Glenn can help us build this
2: church. Remember, ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and the door shall open. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. Let's roll. <laughs>
3: Very cool. Very cool. I want cool. to see that movie. I want to see that movie. <laughs> you know, you know,
1: that was a trailer right there, man.
0: <laughs> that was great. Like. Man. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thanks. Man. Thanks. That's, that's incredible. So tell us, let's you know, use this as a segue. What's the plan with this film? What's your distribution plan? How did you get Steven Baldwin? All that good stuff.
3: Oh, that's a lot. Lot to unpack right there, Chris. Yeah, man. We do have a plan. You know, uh, the plan is to get this film out as to many people as possible. I just want people to see it, you know. Um, obviously, I'm a producer of the project, and and I think, oh, it's so special. It's my baby. It's got to hit theaters, you know. Um, I've listened to enough, you know, podcasts on distribution that that might not be the case. It might not hit theatrical release. But I will tell you this. it's got It's got a heart to this story. This story's got a real heart to it. And it's got a special look to it. I don't know if I sent you guys the screener to it or not, but I'll send it to you. Please, uh, I love it's, that. It's, it's very different. You know, it is faith aligned, but it's not cheesy because it's a it's a real, based on a true life story. And it actually comes from a six month period of my life. I am, this is my family story growing up. Oh, I didn't know and that. And so, yeah. So I knew Glenn, I knew this character, this whiskey soaked, you know, country singer that shows up to town and is 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 running from some secrets in his life and he came to town and he interacted with my parents and he ended up helping them try to build a little church that that my parents were trying to build a church and a school and he ended up helping them and he and they ended up helping him and finding his way and he he didn't feel good enough to go to church you know he didn't feel good enough to 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 think he was good enough to even know god and all that's such a lie but you're saying mentally mentally he didn't think he was a good person you know and like Get in line, buddy. Nobody's good enough, you know. <laughs> exactly. I mean, we're all so flawed people, man. We all got so yep. much, you know, stuff that we're carrying around. And I think that's the that's a lie that's put out there that you got to be a good person. No, there's nothing about being good. It's just about grace and being um you know, feeling that forgiveness for who maybe you've done some wrong things and you know, there's grace and all that. And let's restore it's about restoring the lost soul. So that yeah. that theme's in there. But it's got a, it's definitely got a tender mercies vibe to it, um, places in the heart. You know, it's it's it it feels like that. I mean, and and I think this le- this film could have legs. You know, it's I think it's some of Stephen Baldwin's best acting. You know, he's been in a lot of films, about 130 films. Yeah, Obviously, man. he was in Untouchables and so forth. But he's. Yeah. I, I think there's a usual there's a suspects seat. you that's right. It was usual suspects, not the untouchables. He used yeah. thank you for that. No worries. Um, I'm going to fail he was, in that, he, that he, trivia he was, question. I know he was, now he was, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> he was great. He was great in that he is. And yeah. you know, and he's a good actor, really. He really yeah. is a good actor. And he showed up, he was, man, he was all in. This guy is all in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the way we got him is I just, I I'm, I'm IMDB, you know, pro. There and I just, go, we really? just, yeah, we just called his agent. <laughs> we just read, you know, hello, we're making a film and we've got no money. <laughs> uh, but I think Steven would, would, would like the story. Um, and his agent was like, well, okay, yes, yeah, send us a story. And it, it was just, it just perfectly fit into it. We got him for a week. So we got him to come for a week. He did a promotional deal with us. And uh, we, I was able to get sponsorship. So I was able to go out and talk to some folks and say, hey, could you help sponsor Stephen Baldwin and, and uh, Bethany Lind, who she's on the Ozarks and, and both those are, those were kind of our two kind of names, you know, that we had the, the rest of the actors are fantastic. I mean, literally they're great. They're just awesome. And he was all in. He brought a hundred pounds of clothes, shoes, ties, <laughs> suits, everything. I mean, wow. the guy was so crazy, like all in, but here's the deal. And this is something no, most people don't know about is there's a scene in the trailer where he's very choked up and teary eyed. Yep. Um, and that's a very emotional scene in the movie. Uh, and I don't want no spoiler alert, but there's, there's a sad point in the film. And, um, that day, uh, I got a call from Steven and he said, Hey, I, I think my mom's going to die today. And I'm like, wow. Whoa, hold on. I'm coming over to your trailer. So I busted in to where he was at and I sat in his trailer with him and, he, and I said, tell me what's going on. He goes, I, I think she's going to die today. And he goes, my sister's going to call any time." And I'm like, I, and I knew that, what I was about to say would just shipwreck the film guys. Okay. Because I knew I I had him on contract for one week. We've got 21 days to make this film. All my pros are in. This was day uh, four or five days. And we had two days of critical filming with him. Um, And I said, you get on the next plane and you go home and you be with your mom and you be with your family right now. And he looked at me and he goes, Lance, I'm meant to be on this film. I think God was calling me to be on this film. We're making this movie, and I'm not wow. going to go home. And I've made my wow. peace with my mom already. And he was all in. So that scene was literally like 90 minutes after he got the phone call that his mom passed away, and he walked on set. And and we didn't tell any of the extras, or because there was right, a room yeah. full of extras and stuff like that. We didn't tell any of the crew. Limited people knew about it. Um, and he pulled that. It is an amazing scene that he pulled off there. So um, and he was all in. Now he won't return my phone calls now, but uh, you know, back then it was like, you, you know, he's just a busy guy, you know? And, yeah, and I, course. but I want him to see it. I sent him the screen. And I'm like, Steven, please watch, man. This is like, dude, you're rocking this role, like in the scene. And so I think he'll get excited about it. Um, once he finally gets his sense, he was supposed to look at it this weekend.
0: Okay. Dude,
3: and this might be a little bit
0: inside baseball. Uh, feel free yeah. to, to decline answering if you, if you, yeah. if you care to,
3: but did he agree to do promo for the film? Yeah. So we, we did, we you know and that that's nothing new. That's a part of the business that happens. Mm-hmm. We were able to bring him in uh, on a, on a very decent sag rate, you know? Um, and it was better than most, but it was great. It wasn't like probably, you know, the highest amount that's out there, right. but we also were able to negotiate. Okay. If, if we, he, he was able to negotiate a, a, a promotional agreement where when he was on set, he, um, we did an interview with him, uh, for, uh, a three camera multi-cam interview with our students. He spoke to our students. He did some, a lot of teaching with them on the edges and stuff like that. He answered questions of, uh, we had a media day and he answered some questions and forth. So it was that kind of stuff, you know? Okay. I don't have a junket for him to go around and go on any, you know, talk shows or anything like that, you know? And and I honestly don't know if Wayfaring Stranger is that kind of a movie that would even attract that kind of attention. But um, there was a film that came out a couple months ago, Jesus Revolution. I don't know if you guys heard about that or not. I've uh, uh, heard uh, of Jesus. Uh, yes. it, mm-hmm. it was a uh, you know Irwin Brothers. You know, this is their latest mm-hmm. film. Lionsgate you know distributed it. It's made almost seventy million dollars. I think yep. they shot it for. I think they shot it for for twelve or something like that. Yeah. It's everybody's pumped. Everybody's pumped about it. Unbelievable. I watched it and I'm I'm like oh my gosh. The first 10 minutes, there's a guy, it's set in the early 70s, and there's a kid on a, sh- a yellow Schwinn bicycle, and there's a baptism scene in the first 10 minutes. I'm like, that's my movie, man. It's yeah, just right. stole yeah. the first 10 <laughs> minutes of my film. We have a baptism and a kid on a yellow bike, right? The-
1: wow. Wow. I'm like, okay. But well, anyway, well, so but
0: the, the reason that movie's so important, <laughs> Lance, is because it, it proves once and for all, it's the hardcore SmackDown to anyone who's sort of naysaying that that, that, that film genre has a lane. It it has a massive profitable lane now that that people are going to start to invest in heavily because the investors are now, and the the larger investors and banks even, are starting to realize something that the folks that have been two feet in on this genre have known for the last two decades, which is that when you make a faith-based film, your audience is baked in yeah you don't have to go find it it's it's there yeah. they will they will watch your movie just because it's faith-based the same way that a lot of horror, horror uh, movies yeah. genre yeah. audiences mm-hmm. will watch it just because it's a they horror want to film. support
3: the genre and if yeah. they like the story it's even better they'll go see it again maybe they'll t- take their friends to it you know it's, and i think exactly we, right. we we resonate with the jesus revolution because that's also uh based on a true story right? Yeah. So I think there's something, I like the true story uh, aspect because it takes the cheesiness out of the faith-based, you know, there's a lot of faith-based yeah. films out there where some of them you are, feel like are
0: bad, frankly, they're just you, bad. You feel, oh,
3: they're, yeah. they're bad. And I think that's yeah. been, you know, just like horror films, right? Horror has, yep. you know, just low quality, you know, and you can tell, but it's like the audience are like, okay, it's a horror film, right? And I think that's the way faith-based audiences have been like, well, at least it's a faith-based film and I got to support it. Right. Well, I didn't, we didn't want to make that kind of a movie. We didn't want to make a movie that's like, okay, you got to see it just because it's a faith-based film. We wanted to make it because we wanted to make, you don't even really, honestly, you guys, when you watch it, you Mm -hmm. won't even go, oh, this is a, this is a Christian film. Uh, It's life. It's real. You know, it's dealing with addiction. It's dealing with uh, issues of depression. It deals with, you know, the politics of, of, of churches and real people be, you know, arguing over what color carpet to put in the building and that kind of stuff. I mean, it's, it, those are real issues that go on in faith communities and, and, and it's, and we don't sprinkle pixie dust all over everything and not everything wraps up in a nice little bow. You know, it, it's like, it's real, although it's inspirational though. It's definitely inspirational. The story is inspirational. And so out of that, I think people will walk out going, man, that, that felt different. what what are you 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 gonna do
0: for marketing and branding
3: we are seeking distribution um and so i've i've sent out the screener to a lot of uh a lot of folks that i would like to go with um and i'm I'm not i'm talking the you know the, the top five or anything like that but i'm reaching out to i think companies that that will like it that will and i actually had a distributor last week call me and say hey you haven't signed a deal yet right you know, and no, I'm like, nice. no, so good, good, because we we give us till June 1st. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm, who am I to argue with? This is my first feature, you know. I'm, You're you right. know, I'm not, I'm not like arguing with that, and you know, and there's all oh, there's ways you can you can four wall, you can do all, you know, and I'm like, I don't have time to do that. I have to kind of time to go in and four wall this all over the place, and and you know, we are tethered. The university is tethered to a denomination of about 300 churches, and that was a thought. Like, let's go to all the churches and. Do, I mean, I'm not opposed to that. not a terrible idea. Not not horrible, you know? I mean, if we can do some more uh, friend-raising and fundraising that way, and we can, you know... Uh, get some love out of that. And you know, I was just today talking to uh, an independently owned theater just up the road here. It's beautiful. It's a circa, you know, Art Deco 1920s theater in Wabash, Indiana, uh, called the Eagle Theater. And it's just, guys, it's gorgeous. They just renovated an $18 million renovation. It, you walk, you feel like you're walking into an Opera House palace, right? It's one of those just. Beautiful. And they're like, yeah, sure. We'd love to partner with you. We'd love to have you do a, a, a Wabash premiere and come in and we'll, you know, we'll pack it out. Probably get 500 people. We went at our premiere, uh, three weeks ago, we sold out 700 people at our premiere. And honestly, the feedback was very good on it. And so That's awesome. I really that, yeah, that, yeah, June, I that June 1st yeah. is
0: probably a blessing, right? Nick? Yeah, it is.
1: It, it does. It gives them some room to actually oh, to oh, think as well, you know, about and, I, and we're not expecting
3: any summer release. Like I'm not going up against blockbusters. I don't want to go up against, you know, guardians no, or anything no, like that. We're, we're just saying that your this first deal is
0: probably not going to be your best deal. Man. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
3: So I don't see it. This is new to me. This is where I could learn from you guys. I need to listen to all your podcasts cause I'm sure you're yeah, yeah, quite a bit mm-hmm. and, and you know, and I'm not opposed to just exploring other options. I mean, you know, I used to kind of think, oh, if it ends up on YouTube or Tubi or Freebie or all those other th- I'm not opposed to how, you know, if that ends up down there on the waterfall at some point, that's fine. Obviously, as a producer, and I think most producers w- w- want some kind of theatrical release because we're in love with the movies. That's how we saw movies. We went to a theater. We experienced it in a theater where it's almost again like a sacred space you go in it's quiet everybody is, is is partaking of the visual medium my first movie was raiders of the lost ark you know and oh, i sat man. there i was i was i was in seventh grade and i snuck into the movie theater because i grew up in a home where i wasn't allowed to go to movies and now i'm making them yay You're right but yeah. uh <laughs> and i wasn't allowed to go to movies i wasn't allowed to play you know you know poker or anything like that. And I snuck in, I'm sitting there and I, I remember, remember that scene where the big ball rolls oh, down, of course. You know, Harrison Ford yep. does the thing yeah. with the gold yeah. Yeah, and yeah. the bag, you know, and he's he's doing swaps this thing. Yeah. he swaps it out. He swaps it. And it's just, it's just that literally, that's the first movie I saw in a theater. And I'm, I'm like, I'm just speechless. I'm me- just mesmerized by that first 10 minutes, of the whole movie. And I walked out of there and I just said to myself and to my God, Lord, I don't know what I just experienced. <laughs> I want to be part of I want, that. I want, I want to be part than. of this. I'm going to be part of this. I don't know how. And I know it's probably wrong for me to want to be part of this, but it's not wrong. It's art. It it's wrong. beautiful. It's right. You know, right is is. lost stars. What an incredible expression.
1: story. That's right. Storytelling, personal, you know, or self-expression. And I just wanted to, to bring it back to one of the things you said earlier that I really liked. So I wanted to mention it. And it was the fact that you said faith aligned. I think that's that's key. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that is even you know, a big selling point. Because I think back to what Chris said about the faith based films, you know, you can say that to someone and immediately they can get turned off. To try right? because yeah, because you're even proselytizing
3: like, you know, you're proselytizing at that point. Right.
1: And or, or even the horror films. If you say independent horror, people automatically think that it's a bad not film. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. But if you were to say independent thriller that changes things just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so my, my point in that is just saying that it's just sometimes how you use those words to describe what it is you've created. It makes mm-hmm. a world of difference. So I think I love mm-hmm. that. I mean, that faith mm-hmm. aligned to me lets me know that it isn't the thing you're going to hit me in the face with. I'm going to see your story. Right. I'm going to see your art. And there will be this element of alignment. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the real mm-hmm. part. Like I'll, Most people you speak yeah. to are faith aligned. Right. What, it doesn't matter exactly. what kind of faith, whether it's a God-based exactly. faith or not. Mm-hmm. Most people are, but they're not faith-based. Mm-hmm. Not everything that they say or do mm-hmm. is pushing their faith on you, like you said, proselytizing. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I just wanted to mention mm-hmm. I love that, faith-aligned.
3: In our faith-aligned films, uh, we, we, we're not afraid to push into doubt. Yep. We're not afraid right. to push into doubt. Why do yep. bad things happen to good people? Yep. <laughs> they do. <laughs> yeah. yep. You're right. We live in a fallen world. This world is painful. This world is full of suffering, um, and and let, let's and there's also hope. There's also joy. There's also forgiveness. There's also room to grow in who we are in the human condition. And we want to tell stories about that. You know, patterns. Our next film is dealing with that issue too. I was just going to ask and, you, and, tell, and I don't know tell, if you want to transition about- into that. Yeah, well done. Tell us about patterns. <laughs> I guess to summarize with distribution, we're seeking it. If anybody would like to partner with us, we're looking to to, to seek distribution out there, um, and I'm I'm open to you know, creative conversations. Well, we about want to that. see the screener, so, and and yeah, and I will look, definitely can, send it to. Maybe you. we yeah. can help with that. Ah, I would love that. The, and and the patterns. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I know it. See, I'm learning all about that. I don't have an electronic press kit. All that. I mean, I had a, I had a guy uh, for <laughs> who purchases films or gets deals done for other. I'm learning this whole world, right? I produce 150 films, student films. I never had to deal with what's what's a one pager. I don't know what that is. I'm learning all this stuff, (laughs) all this new lingo, all this new jargon in the last six months about, like you know, electronic pest kits, one pagers, uh, EPKs, all that kind of stuff. So I'm a quick read, though. I love that kind of stuff, and I love to learn. But um, yeah, patterns is is the same thing. It's faith aligned. It's it's a story about a family uh, that comes together to support their father who has just lost his wife and he has dementia and Mm. the siblings are coming from all over the country back home again. And they're all the family of origin stuff from the, their growing up years, kind of they have to deal with it. They have to face it. Maybe they've run away from that and they've come back home and, you know, and what do they say at, at, at holidays? Don't talk about religion and politics, right? You know, something in, like in that. In Hawaiian yeah. culture, <laughs> you're, not, you're not allowed
0: to. You're not allowed. Is that okay. right, Nick? Okay. Nick, you're not allowed to bring up divisive, uh, divisive
1: right, stuff, conversation no, points. Right? Right. All about yeah. yeah, but it high high always low. happens. <laughs> you always
3: have that crazy uncle that's like pro-right or pro-left. Like, not and this in Hawaii. And that. You know, you, you, you can't help it. Well, I, I need to move to Hawaii then because I, right, I, need right. have, I need to have Thanksgiving with, with your family, Nick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, because I mean, I grew up with the Trilateral Commission, man. You know, oh wow, all that yeah. stuff, You know, yeah, deep, yeah. deep, deep stuff, deep stuff. Yeah, the but, Trilateral um, Commission. I haven't heard oh, that oh, mentioned in, a, oh, in two wow. decades. Oh my gosh, yeah. the Illuminati. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Illuminati, yeah. Yeah. So uh, you know, so group. I know. Yes. They run the world, man. Chris, you're with, you know, you're it. Right. Do yep. we, are, we, are we related? You're right.
1: <laughs> Probably. <laughs> hey, hey, no, don't start. Don't start. They're going to see the tanning so, happening already. You go deep so, on so that. This,
3: so this yeah. is what happens. Family get together and like poof, Lift fireworks. The and you know, views. and you know what they say about any scene in film, right? Nothing's more boring than two people agreeing with each other. Right. And you can't mm-hmm. have that. Yep. So out of that, we, it's a page turner and it's all about dealing with that, but it's a really great story of, of loving on their dad, learning to forgive each other and how to move on as a family and, you know, picking up the pieces. So it's, it's, it's a good one. We've, uh, we've casted, I think smartly, and that's probably not a, 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 you know, a good grammar way of calling it, but we've casted wisely. Uh, we've got, um, you know, Piercy Dalton, she's been in, in a film mm-hmm. called the open house, uh, Mark forget from Ford versus Ferrari. Great movie kiana sanchez uh, i'll be there peyton edwards weekenders thomas Mahard, he's actually british we needed an older gentleman to be british and he he was in grand torino so i mean we've casted these sag actors or sag or sag um they call it sag um qualified actors Mm -hmm. um because sag just pulled a fast one on everybody did you know that uh this year they they changed the Uh, budgets for ultra and ultra low. Yeah. Yes, they did. So we were counting on the fact that, yeah, if we brought on a a SAG union actor, we would pay them the SAG rates, but our non-SAG actors, we wouldn't have to do, we could still be the ultra, the low, the low budget. And they're like, no, well, let's look at who they are. Oh no, no, they're they're SAG qualified. So if Mm. they're SAG qualified, then we had to pay the extra, you know, 40% on, Mm -hmm. on them. Hey, I raise the money. It's okay. Producers gotta produce, guys. That's right. what we did. Yep. Producers gotta do. Producers gotta, do gotta produce.
1: So. And you gotta <laughs> pay attention to when things and <laughs> how things change. So that's that's perfect. Yeah. 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 Yep. Get yes. it. Yep. I'm excited. So what's the timeline on this, man? You said you're starting on Monday, right? So like- Yeah,
3: we're starting we've been prepping all week. Uh the crew is in, Cast is in, uh prepping all week. Um uh, tomorrow will be our last prep day. Tomorrow and according to the timeline of this podcast in my world, tomorrow's Friday. Uh, and then Monday we start principal photography and we're going to film for 15 days in and around a house that we are renting. And we're able to just take total control over it and the property. Um, and which is great. Um, yep. And then the last uh, three days. So it's an eight, it's an 18 day shoot, 80, 85 pages in 18, in 18 days, 85 so, pages. Okay. Tight. tight. Are you, one,
0: are you the one writing these plants did you write no no i Wafing did not write Strangers? it you know matt okay.
3: wrote wayfaring stranger and oh, and we co-produced that and then i'm just producing this film too and then we we had uh, a writer who is non who is a non um union writer she would like to be i'm sure but she uh she wrote this is alumni uh rachel hart okay. is her name and it's actually based on uh, her grandparents her grandpa was british and and he had I think he had dementia and so it's, she draws out of those and, you know, true stories. What do you think about the, uh, writer's strike? Yeah. We're, you know, we're, we're into it. Non-union what? writers. Are we into it like two weeks now, almost, you know, 10 days, something like that. Yeah. 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 And, and I, you know, I, w- I was in Burbank, uh, the week before, um, cause and I was just, out Just of the for the studio. people listening
0: and uh, not to cut you off that we're, we're recording yeah, this on, um, uh, May the 11th.
3: So, right. Right. Anyway, so, yeah. I was there the week before, um, and it was the buzz, and in, in definitely in LA at the time because I was on the set of America's Got uh, America's Got Talent. One of my former students is—he does all the behind-the-scenes, you know, videography work on that. So I was on set, oh, cool. and they were all talking about—is it gonna? Well, guess what? It doesn't affect reality TV um, because they don't have—you know—they're technically not scripts; even <laughs> they're all scripted. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely concerning because, you know, he, he plays both sides, you know, he'll, he'll go shoot, you know, do he's freelances all over the place and it's definitely a thing. And I, you know, I do think that, I'm, I mean, I'm not a screenwriter, um, but I have great respect for that craft. Um, and I, and I think things have changed since uh, 2008, you know, it's, you know, look at all the vast array of distribution outlets and ways that, you know, uh, stories are being disseminated and regurgitated over and over and over again. And on, on, platforms that I don't think writers have been able to, you know, monetize, uh, to a certain point. I don't know all the ins and outs of what the, the strike is about. I mean, but I do, unsur- I do,
0: unsurprisingly, yeah. one of them, Lance is a- the big one is AI. You
2: know, yeah. The, the, yeah. the
3: networks
0: just won't strike.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That from the contract, they will not strike the language that says they could use AI in the future.
2: Oh, they or can
0: or they cannot. they Right, the, the writers, the, the, writers the, can. The, the, the guild wants a certain AI language, and the networks want certain AI language.
3: Yeah, and so yeah, well, you know, I, you know, all of us have played around in in in, in AI. You know, we've all dabbled yeah. in it a little bit. You know, and and I was early, and I was playing with it, and I i'm I'm pre-producing uh, a pretty cool movie that um that deals with um, racing and cars and that kind of stuff i'm I'm really excited about it so I just I just dabbled in that a little bit and I just said you know you know spit me out a story line you know I just mm-hmm. said hey tell me it was pretty shocking you know what it came up <laughs> yep. with I'll be honest with you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I <Yeah>. mean <laughs> very shocking uh and so you know I I, I think it's with us. I think AI is going to be a part of our future. We, I also oversee, as dean of the arts, um, I also oversee an animation side of our program. And, you know, with graphic design and animation, yep. guys, right? AI is like yep. in space. We actually That's had, right. you know, and, and so what's happening, there are lawsuits going through the system right now. I think there's one before the Supreme Court even right now as we yeah. speak. There's going to be uh, a ton of them. Yeah, and I think right now the deal is with, with especially like... Um, you know, animation or poster art, that kind of stuff. Um, you know, there's there's artists that are saying, "Hey, that that is my work. That's representational of my work." Right. You, know, you just took it, and you are monetizing that. You so, monetized it and democratized it without permission. Yeah, so so, so our, uh,
0: like lawyers like Kevin Christopher are just like licking their chops because he's gonna be he's gonna have work from now I can't until even the imagine, end of his life.
3: Yeah, because everybody can say this is that looks like my stuff and you got money off it. I can prove it because look at my pick. and and that's what AI is doing. I mean, it's just just combing exactly- it's just combing <laughs> and looking, and and if you put your stuff out there to sell it even, it's it's grabbing it, right? And going, ooh, that's cool. You know, and it's just morphing it, packaging it. I, I I've talked to some production designers that are using AI all the time. Yeah. Oh, they're using it like all the time they're using AI. So you've got a scene where you've got, you know, beer bottles in the background, right? Well, now they just print off AI. just, they just tell AI print, you know, make me a, 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 a beer bottle, you know, label. That looks convincing. Looks good. Yeah. 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 And yeah. they're slapping it on or, or That's print genius, out. By the way. it's also AI yeah, it is. Pr- 3d <laughs> prints, the AI's designing stuff that they can print out too. Yeah. For props and stuff in the background. The, run, Just the
0: runway that. AI app is unbelievable. So, so so good for student filmmakers. I mean, because yeah. now you can shoot that coffee shop scene you talked about and seamlessly turn every person in there into like aliens if you wanted to. And now all of a sudden that coffee shop scene is interesting because it's a bunch of aliens in a coffee shop. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> it it is an incredible opportunity. I've never been scared of technology. Um, I've always been kind of an early adapter, but I'm also want to preserve the human condition and, and allow artists to be creative and not, I don't, I would hate for this to take over, you know, and, yeah. and just to be, because, you know, right now, I mean, I can tell when a student turns in a paper and it's been written by AI, right? You can just tell it, it, it doesn't sound real. It doesn't sound even human. It sounds yep. like a machine wrote it. Have, I'm sure it'll get better a, and better and better,
0: but have you ever seen the movie called Cheats Lance? It's it's well it's not um, called cheats Lance but right <laughs> cheats comma Lance <laughs> I don't know it's, it came out in the early two thousands yeah and the main character the character's name was handsome Davis <laughs> okay <laughs> and uh, that's memorable yeah it is and um, the whole movie is is based on this group of high school kids that you know, try are trying to or basically have to cheat. On these tests in order to get into college the college they oh want to get gosh. into
3: i kind of remember something
0: about. This. and uh it's it's a comedy it's yeah. funny uh but one of the things that comes out in that movie is that the reason kids always get caught cheating is because basically because of their ego mm-hmm. so they'll cheat to get a 100 <laughs> but they haven't made a 100 on anything all semester long exactly right. so yep. the teacher knows right away oh you it, cheated you're the dumbest so kid in my obvious. class yeah,
3: and the the question is—you got to is, get an eighty when yeah, you cheat. Yeah,
0: right,
2: right. <laughs> that's Exactly, it.
1: right. And yeah. the AI doesn't do eighty work, but I will say right. this: it, but it it does do that, not quite human work. And I think that's the part where you mm-hmm. know it's it can be easy if you care enough to find it. You know, they've had some of those images on social where they're like, "Well, you can tell this is AI." Well, yeah, because you put the words, you can tell this is AI but if you're qu- mm-hmm. quickly looking at something you're looking at it something mm-hmm. at a glance or you're looking at something in a scroll you mm-hmm. might not see all of those elements and that's exactly. what the ai is going to be doing it's going to be kind of mm-hmm. proliferating because people aren't looking at things with mm-hmm. the level of scrutiny that you know any of us might you know it's like looking, like mm-hmm. watching a movie you know if you're in the mm-hmm. industry you're looking at things a little bit differently than you are if you're not in it mm-hmm. right so i think that's the mm-hmm. thing is that yeah, it can produce things that we would be like that's obviously ai Whereas the general mm-hmm. consumer would be like, that was awesome. You know, that was like, we're like, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't take over. Right. But yeah, yeah, it's uh I think like you said, Chris, they're dealing with that with the strike right now, in addition to the other things, which is being able to monetize their work.
0: Monetize yeah. their work, exactly, and get paid a little bit more uh, based mm-hmm. on just the way money has changed. And, you know, I think people view Hollywood writers as these very wealthy people. And oh, yeah. first of all there's just about there's only like 1200 to 1300 working writers that are getting paid so being one of those mm-hmm. is kind of like hitting the lottery mm-hmm. but of mm-hmm. those 1300 they're not all like millionaires and, and, and rich I mean we you know that they, they, they have to get uh, they have to monetize their work and continually monetize it on the level of inflation and, and the and the cost of, of living but but to your point uh, both of you actually I mean, these lawsuits that come out, might slow down the progress of AI and make the strike a little bit you know, easier to negotiate down the line. But it will be with us, to your point, Lance, in our culture uh, going forward. And I think speaking of culture, that'd be a good time to bring in our culture check.
1: Oh, is that time, man?
0: I think so. Is that
1: time? Yes. Is that time for a culture check? You know, let's hit it, man, because, you know, we we talked about this like we got to do the culture check this week because of, you know, I guess you could call it a great op ed, right? That you provided in our newsletter, which if you're not subscribing to it, you should bonsai.film slash subscribe. But yeah, Chris, you (laughs) knocked it out of the park with this one. And I think it's a it's a great opportunity to talk about it. So, of course, I'll turn the mic to you, man, to just lay that out for us.
0: Well, thank you for that. And and it's apropos to what we're talking about just a moment ago, which is this strike. And look, you were mentioning, Lance, that, hey, you know, they work on reality TV. That's not scripted. You know, uh, they don't have to worry about it. Or, hey, I've got this young lady, Rachel Hart, who wrote this movie. She's not union, even though she wants to be union. Well, if you're paying attention to the strike and the strike rules and some of the people on the ground, you know They've made it very clear. If you plan on being in the union in the future and you're not, do not submit things for, for hire. Do not submit uh, works um, uh, to be produced. And if you have things out there, pull them back. They're really drawing the line in the sand and saying, you're with us as a writer, regardless of what you're writing, whether you're union or not. Or you're against us. And I understand how powerful it is, how powerful it is when, you know, you can stand up together as a group, the power you have against the power that, that be like, if you can just join together and make sure you're all unified. But in the commentary that I wrote in the newsletter, I'd noticed on Twitter, I'm on Twitter as sort of my primary social media Outlet, I suppose, but I noticed that there was this, this scab, uh, which is, you know, that's the first of all, just that name, right? But this, <laughs> but that's not a that's not a WGA thing, that's a union thing, it's been around forever. So this scab named Brian Thomas Neal, who was basically vehemently against the strike. And I thought the way he was against it was poorly worded. I thought the way he decided to to voice his opinion was uh, harsh and at times gross and at times inaccurate in terms of his opinion and how things work. And The result of him being a scab publicly on Twitter was that writers started to screenshot his tweets Mm -hmm. and ask anyone that was following him to unfollow and block. And sure enough, this guy went from, you know, thousands of followers down to I don't know what he has now. Last time I checked, he had 173. Wow! So he lost his entire tribe, if you will, his hive, and <laughs> and some of these people that I was reading the replies, some of the writers were like, "He'll never work in this town." Uh, I've got his name down. He's blacklisted. Like literally those are the words, like I'm not being hyperbolic. They're just like, he's blacklisted. He's blackballed. He'll, you know, his career is over basically producer at least has 177 followers right now. So here's the, the, the thing, the solidarity. I totally get the vibe behind it, but I don't think we should be ruining someone's career because they have a different opinion than us. I think that's bad for our culture. I think it makes people from the outside of our, of our industry a little bit sick to their stomach, a little nauseous at, 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 at that if they were to see that. You know had had he been a little bit more articulate in his uh, objection to the strike, then he might actually warrant sympathy, but it's the fact that he didn't use good words and didn't use good logic in his argument that it's kind of like he can be a sacrificial lamb. And I think sometimes we forget like, okay, even speech we don't like, even speech we disagree with, even speech that's not articulately sort of put together still should be speech that that, that is protected from someone losing their entire career, someone losing their entire following, someone never, never again able to work, in, in mm-hmm. you know their chance at being a, a union member in the future, if they have a, I mean even Nathan Bedford Forrest decided you know re, rena- uh, renounced racism before he died. <laughs> like like we we allow people to pivot over time, right? He might be ignorant now, but he might not be ignorant in three years from now about sort of the benefits of the union and why uh, the solidarity is important. And so I just think it was a really bad look for the culture. We didn't need to bully this person. It, look, I gave you this example earlier, Nick. It's not as if the networks were in a room with the negotiated contract, ready to go. Something that was going to make the writers and the union really happy. And then they saw Brian Thomas Neal's tweets and were like, <laughs> oh, wait a second. Rip it right. up. Rip it up. Yep, right. uh, we, we, we got a guy over here that'll write with us. He'll use the AIs. Let's go. He'll, he'll write every show that comes out on every streamer. Let's go. Like, right, no, his voice it, wasn't
1: that strong.
0: Right. Someone disagreeing with us or, or the, the general consensus opinion of the union is not going to have a material impact on the negotiation. Now, if, let's say, a a John August or a Craig Mason, mm-hmm. or let's say... Aaron Sorkin scabbed. Mm. Okay. Now we have news now. Now it's a, now it's a Alan ball scabbed. Okay. Now we have so, some serious uh, news. Now we have some things to talk about if I'm a network or I'm a streamer or I'm a studio, but random writer trying to make it on the internet we need to squash him down so we feel like we're empowered i hate it yeah man
1: yeah we we've traded the idea of freedom of speech with cancel culture mm. and mm. you know mm. there is a lot of you know it's like there's the guilty until proven in- innocent that's also happening but it's like i kind of i don't know in my mind i've been thinking about it like guilty before you have a conversation yeah right like we don't want to talk about these things we don't want to engage the people in a dialogue you know we just want to immediately cancel them out because they are either the opposite or they like you said they just disagree and yeah i think it is it's poisonous to the culture especially to me especially to the arts culture you know like you can't do that to artists you know it's like especially yeah, yeah. because you know where you and i when we talked about this before it's like I don't know anything about this guy, but he could have kids, you know, he could have a family, mm-hmm. he could have a mortgage, he could have a dog, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, he needs to work as a human being, right? Like what are you guys doing to this person? Right. right? And that's, that should not be okay. And so I think it just goes, it goes beyond just the tweets and the followers, right? Chris, that's what you're saying. It's like, this is you're, you're ruining this person's career because of an opinion, not even because of an action. Like you said, it's probably not impacting this at all. So for so many people to attack this person in that way, you know, we don't know how many people are gonna listen to this conversation, but I would hope that those who do, and if you are one of the folks who have done this to this person, you just take a second look in the mirror. You know, look look at yourself in the mirror and realize that you did this to another human. You did this to Mm -hmm. another artist. You did this to a fellow in your community. Again, they might not 100% agree with you, but they probably came up with you. They probably went through Mm -hmm. the same struggles that you did, you know, and they, again, potentially may have a family. So just take a look at yourself and make a change. I had to throw that one in there (laughs) for you,
3: Chris. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Lance? I'm with you. I'm with you. I mean, I'm not a part of that guild, um, but I do respect... I do respect the the opportunity we have to to learn more to listen to each other rather than just throw up, you know, slogans or banter. And social media is just, you know, in many ways it can be like in the old days, you'd go to a truck. If you were traveling across country and you'd, you'd end up at a truck stop and you go to the bathroom and there'd just be stuff written all over the walls of the bathrooms and all that. Now, yeah, that's kind of what social media is. Kind of turned into, you know, it's just mm. thrown up there, and it, it does, it does, it it can be very hurtful, and I think it could be very harmful as well. So, I like your yeah. message there. Uh, I mean, if we're going to say it, let's let's be able to say it and back it up with what we believe, but be able to have a good argument about it, but be able to right. listen to the other side instead of just like throwing bombs at each other.
0: Everybody yeah. in art has been bullied at some point, and that's why you do the art. So why do we want to turn around and be the, bu- right, right, exactly. why do we want to turn around and be the bully? And and here's the deal. We don't have to ruin his career. He'll ruin his career on his own. Mm-hmm. Just, just based on how bad his writing is or how bad, <laughs> or how bad his attitude right. is, you know, frankly, it didn't seem like he has like this bubbly personality. I mean, he's the kind of guy that's going to get in the room and, mm-hmm. and shit the bed, frankly. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, like he'll get his opportunity and then he'll ruin his own opportunity. You don't even mm-hmm. have to do it for him. Yeah. In the famous words of Jay Z, uh, he did it to themselves. He did it to yeah. themselves. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's I was going. Exactly. What, what's the actual quote? Uh, Nick? I, I was going to kill. A, a, I was going to kill a couple of rappers, but they did it to themselves. themselves. <laughs> yeah, the, fig- the figurative kill. The hip hop meaning yeah. he was going to yeah. do a diss track. He's like, just no, they did it to themselves. I didn't have to say anything. It's like done. let out a bad album. So mm-hmm. that's my my attitude. I take the Jay Z attitude, the Sean Carter attitude, which is like, I don't have to say anything about this guy. He's he's mm-hmm. going to do it to himself. So yeah. that I, at the very least, like you said, Nick, look in the mirror and take take that point of view. Yep. Okay. Let's get down to this trivia question. There it Hoffa is. Bring it back. Can you can you come back and repeat the question one more time, and then we're going to give our our best answers.
2: What is the most successful Oscar-winning religious film? Okay, the number one of all time.
0: Now, don't say yes or no, uh, Producer Papa Bear, or make any faces to indicate the answer is correct. But we'll start with Lance. No, I'll start with, we'll start with me, then Nick, and then we'll end with Lance. And we'll see if, if this is any of these are correct. Now, can I give more than one? Can we each give more than one answer and, and see if any of us hit her or we should just give one? Well, okay, no, let's it's do this. We're just going to pick yeah, one, but you it, can say what one. your what, what your suggestions were. Yeah, so here's what I had in my head, and I'm going to pick one of these four. I had Passion of the Christ, The Exorcist, Tammy, and The Omen, and I'm going to pick The Exorcist. Okay, Nick?
1: I'm going Ten Commandments all the way. Oh, it's a good one. All all chips are in.
3: It is is the Ten Commandments, (laughs) hands down.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, because I I definitely thought about Passion of the Christ, especially because, you know, if you say successful, you think, you know, monetarily successful, it came out later than Ten Commandments. So if you look at the dollar, Mm -hmm. you know, amount that it would have made and then you would extrapolate that against you know what that would have been at the Ten Commandments time is like a billion dollars, like things like that. But
3: man, I, I, I think it is saying. the most one of the most successful rated R films, though. Baltimore. There, there you go. Yeah, the Passion of the Passion of the Cross. Yes. I don't know if Ben yeah. Hur's religious producer at least.
0: Oh, because Ben Hur's a great guess. Yeah, so, but yeah, I would have gone. I was going to say this. It, it, c- I could yeah, not no, turn Burry, the TV yeah, on without
1: seeing Ten Commandments, like. <laughs> <laughs> My entire youth, you know, well, <laughs> it could be you know, been What you're
2: dancing? It, maybe around, it is. You're dancing around the criterion uh, for how to define successful Oscar film, winning film, and so each movie had to have one, at least one Academy Award, and each movie had to have yep. a significant religious c- component. And each movie had to be at least mm. nominated for Best Picture. Mm. Mm. So, with that in consideration, mm. you, are you sticking? Oh, with yeah, your, I'm, sticking sticking with, I'm sticking with, I'm, I'm, sticking
0: st- with yeah, I'm sticking
1: with mine. Yeah, I'm sticking
2: with it. Your-
3: <laughs> uh, I, I think it. I man, man, Ben Hur. I'm riding that fence now. Right. Ben Hur. I know, right? Ben uh, Hur. Oh, I mean, we know because we know Ben Hur won. We know Ben Hur won. Yeah, I know the
1: Ben Hur, man. Come on, like those were on, like. I'm one leaning. after the other.
3: I could be pulled to Ben-Hur pretty easy, but yeah. it's yeah. got to be one of those two. Wow. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow. 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 <laughs> wow. <Ben-Hur.
1: laughs> wow. That's awesome.
2: Yeah. Ben-Hur had 12 nominations. That's amazing. 11 wins, including best picture,
3: Charleston director, Heston,
2: yeah, and mm-hmm. actor. Charlton, Charlton
3: Heston. What did I say? Yeah. What did yeah. I say? Charleston, Charleston. Charleston. Yeah. That's a city. Mm, yeah,
2: Charleston. <laughs> yeah. You said something. That's yeah. great. Uh, that, no. That's really. It's, that's very interesting. Yeah, very successful now, film. You'll be, su- yeah, you'll be surprised by number two, mm-hmm. uh, which was okay. actually a tie between two films. Oh, Love,
3: that. Love that film, Love Schindler's
2: that film. List. Wow. Amadeus, Amadeus, yeah. Yeah. Amadeus. Yeah. Is that, but I'm going to have to watch those that the again? song right there,
1: like, Nick. Yeah. I, I don't know man <laughs> they just that he, song? i think you're on to that one i don't think that was in the movie though no sing it sing it <laughs> i don't know that one man i like, guess not sing amadeus
2: no <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah those are i'm gonna have to watch those again though seriously like that's because that, yeah. again those are movies that i haven't watched in a very yeah. long time but we're that integral part of my youth. Honestly, you would turn the TV on, and Ben Hur was just on the television. It was like, yeah. It just, yeah, that is true. That's, that's what came real. on. Yeah. So it's yeah. a good film. It's a
3: good
0: film. Yep. Yep. Yeah, for you, it was Tinker. You were saying *Tinker Man*. I saw Ben Hur when, when you turned the TV on as a kid. Now it feels like, if you turn the TV on, it's going to be the Shawshank Redemption.
3: Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, it's. Our, yep. Yeah, that's our religion now. It's it's, <laughs> <That's>, it's <you laughs> <know>. yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what, yeah. what a great story, a redemptive story. You know, it seriously. Is. I mean, it's uh. Yeah, that's a great story. Yeah. Okay, is. so Papa Bear, you had a third,
0: you had a third and f- fourth, fifth place.
2: Yeah, um, and and maybe Lance can tell me uh, about this movie. I've never heard of it, but it's not oh geez, from nineteen forty three. Got twelve nominations and four wins. The wow, song I mean, song I've heard of it.
3: i yeah, I've heard of it. I've Ever not, heard of that. It's not one
2: I've. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not religious. The sound of music. Yeah. hmm Okay. Yeah. Well, they considered it oh, okay. sound this okay. yeah. Sergeant York. Uh Sergeant York had Yeah, two remember rims. he
1: said it has to have a strong uh, religious element.
2: And the yeah. Exorcist finally came in. Yeah. And then mm, Beckett. Beckett from nineteen sixty four.
0: Is it Beckett or beckon Beckett Beckett, Beckett. 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 Yeah.
2: Yeah. Beckett. Nineteen sixty-four. Hmm. Ten nomination one win. I can't believe Exorcist is in there. Screenplay. No, it,
1: it is on there. It is oh, on you there. detections.
2: I I said Exorcist. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It got ten nomination it, it tied with uh Okay. Beckett. And uh, had two wins, including yeah. Best I thought
0: see, I thought screenplay. thank you, yeah. producer probably
2: Bear. I thought
0: P B was tricking us. So I was You're going welcome. horror the whole way, like, oh, ah, ah. it's going to be The Omen, or it's going to be The Exorcist, yeah, or it's going right, to be one right. of these, The Good Son. Uh, I think it's got Macaulay Calkin in it, actually. Mm. I don't think that's religious yeah, at all. Yeah, it
1: is. It is
0: not religious, but yeah, that's yeah, a great whatever. movie. Yeah, yeah. That movie was crazy because he yeah. was just coming off those Home Alone films <laughs> right, right. of, and then all of a sudden... <laughs> he did an his head the twist on <laughs> exactly. us. Exactly. <laughs> yes, Lance. Yes. <laughs> like, what is happening here? <sighs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, good job, guys. Good job yep. for this release. You got Ben here. Yep, she got that, it. She got it. She's good. She's sharp. Yeah, well, she went to film school, so I'm yeah. not going to give
1: her too no. much credit. No, no, whatever. She's great. No, she's <laughs> awesome.
3: <laughs> I'm embarrassed. I have that poster hanging in one of our classrooms. I should have known that you know see well that's, that's why what that Chris, segment is it called oh things yeah. we should know yeah that's right now here's go.
0: what's funny i don't know anything every time we do this <laughs> segment things we should know i don't know it that's right <laughs> i don't know it so yeah i i guess i have to and We learn know, pull something a miriam every bell time. i have to pull that's a miriam it. bell and get into my books, start watching hey, some no, more stuff No, no, this is this uh, is great turn on the Turn on the uh, uh, Melvin Van Peebles movies. Mm. No, no. You know, soak mm. so, it up. so
1: Chris, this is, you have to remember, this gets back to, again, first principle for me. Filmmakers are people too. And why is that mm. important? Why is that relevant to this? Because we're fallible, Chris. We don't yes. have to know everything yes. and nor should we no. project. That we know mm-hmm. everything, so it's okay to do. some I'm going to project that I know the everything. Wrong. Don't okay. don't be that
0: guy. You're right. person. I'm going to I'm going to project that I know everything and then see where <laughs> see where that lands me. No, where that kidding. gets you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. This has been just an incredible conversation, and I do feel like I know more having spoken to you, Lance. And so, really, right, sincerely, cool. me and Nick have to thank you so much for joining us on this indie yeah. talk. Dropping some knowledge on us. I cannot wait. And I know Nick, you feel mm-hmm. the same way to see this screen or him for I'm not send helping it to you. Man. Yeah, However, we can it. help, you know, give we're down some, to do it. And give me some love, man. Give me some yeah. connections. We're we're down to do it. And and for this audience, we're always down to help you. We hope you enjoyed this. We hope this was helpful. Some of the stuff that Lance talked about in there is crucially important just to your own journey. So definitely Take heed, pay attention. And then uh, if you want to reach out to, to Lance, uh, can you tell us where people can reach out to oh, you? Oh, know, yeah, lance?
3: easy. But I mean, can, I'd love you to email me. It's uh, lance at Forresterfilm.com. Uh Easy way to get a hold of me there. Lance at foresterfilm.com. That's our film company, Forrester. Will film. We spell Forrester? Forrester, Forester? Okay, Forester, F O R E S T E R. Forester Film. We are the Foresters, Huntington University. We're the Foresters. We take care of woods, we take care of nature we're the foresters and we wear plaid we wear plaid and we wear you know <laughs> beanie hats and that kind of stuff it's fun but um because it's winter it, it gets it gets cold here guys in indiana i don't know about yeah. you know tennessee or wherever you guys it's are
0: all over all the place in dc and yeah. Tennessee. <laughs>
3: yeah. And also if if, the, if anybody knows anybody that loves that they think they've got a son or a daughter or they know somebody that would love to study film we would love to I'd love to have that conversation. I love inspiring the next generation. I, it, we have to train the next generation of storytellers, right? Yeah. Um, because that's who's gonna keep this craft going forward. And the the future of filmmaking is mind boggling, right? It's mind boggling what's gonna be out there in ten years, yeah. five years, maybe next month, you know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's going it's that fast. Incredible what's going out there. You guys, I was showing a prospective student around today. He's already shot his first feature film and he's a senior in high school. And, and we're wow. not in and, and yeah, it's probably a little cheesy, but he did it. But he did he it. A but full he a feature but he did, but he did film did it. and it was uh, yep. based on the scream trilogy, you know, the, all that yep. those scream films. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. a fam, fan film, but this kid has guts, man. He's a ragtag going on. I love those kind of students. I love that kind of tenacity of like, let's make a movie. Let's make a movie. That's and I would awesome. just encourage everybody out there. If go make a movie, go do it. Just, just do it. Get out there and start moving, start taking the next steps. Everything is out there for you to do it. Honestly, you can do it in collaboration and it's definitely collaborative art. You cannot do it on your own team up, huddle up, get some friends and and go out there and do this thing. Absolutely. Is there anywhere on social people can find you? I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess I do, uh, you know, Instagram and so forth. You can find me at uh, Lance D Clark. I believe that's what it is. Lance underscore D underscore Clark, but uh, Lance Clark uh, on, on Instagram um facebook uh huntington.edu you can find Mm -hmm. uh about our programs there and so forth so good things are happening and and this has been a blast you guys are awesome i love it i learned so much tonight about things i never thought i'd even hear about about uh you know not only in the film world but other worlds as well so thank you for the opportunity to come on and and be a part of your amazing podcast i love it this is pro this is very yeah, pro, nice, very S tier, man. I love it. Yeah, there, Producer. There I mean, you <laughs> got producers and I mean, this is amazing. I love it. Good stuff. Yeah, thanks. That man. means
0: the world to us, man. We are have to do it again for sure. And for those that want to reach out to us, there's a couple of ways you can do it. You can email us at contact at bonsai.film. That's pretty easy, but you can also reach out to us on social media at underscore Bonsai creative on Instagram and on Twitter. You can just search for Bonsai creative on TikTok, Facebook, or no, not YouTube on YouTube search for make it. And we'll come up, right. I think, and so make it we're on make it podcast on YouTube. And so we'll come up on all those. You can reach out to us in, in those ways. If you want to reach out to Nick directly and tell him, uh, how much, you're disappointed in him for not helping the people of Hawaii. Uh, You can do that at Nick at film. He loves to get a hateful email about things he does on this podcast. If you want to reach out to me and congratulate me on calling him out on that, you can do that on Twitter at flame in your heart. Or you can just search for Chris Barkley on Twitter and I will come right up. No, I'm just kidding. Be nice to Nick. We love Nick. (laughs) Be nice to him when you email him. And then last but certainly not least, uh, go to our website. There's lots of goodies on there. www.bonsai.film. That's B-O-N-S-A-I. Some people like to spell it with a Z. That's incorrect. It's S-A-I, like the tree. And there you can look at uh, a variety of things around the Make It podcast. Find everything you want to find uh, all the places it's distributed and you can certainly subscribe to the uh, aforementioned before mentioned newsletter at bonsai.film slash subscribe. You can also find places where you can donate to our Patreon. Hey, it costs a little something, something to make a podcast. It's more than just time. We <laughs> try our very best. We try to be S tier and S tier is hard. And so we need all the support. Donations started just $5. What are we doing, folks? This is like less than a chai with a, with a shot of espresso in it. So uh, help us out, do your thing, patreon.com, or uh, and search for Bonsai Creative, or just go to Bonsai Creative or, or Bonsai.film rather, and you'll find our Patreon page on there. And so with that, Nick, can you please leave us with the Credo? Of course, to all of our
1: friends, our family, our fellow filmmakers out there, be better, be creative, be engaged.
0: And thank you for listening. Lance, Nick, talk to you soon.
1: Yes, sir. I'll do it again. Thanks, Lance. We appreciate you, man. See you guys. Great show. Thanks.
0: Thanks. Peace. You've been listening to the Make It Podcast. For more information about this episode, please visit our website at www.banzai.film. If you haven't already, you can subscribe to our podcast on YouTube, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts by searching for Make It, Bonza Creative, and the show will pop right up. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at underscore bonsai Creative, and on Facebook and LinkedIn by searching for Make It, Bonza Creative. In addition, you can provide feedback to us via email at contact at bonsai.film. You now have the opportunity to support the production of this podcast. If you love Make It and are a true fan of what we are trying to accomplish in the indie film community, please consider supporting our Patreon page. We spend a combined 35 hours a week producing each episode. We do this with a small team of go-getters that are passionate about film and connecting people with similar interests across the globe. And we have lots of goodies in store for our supporters, including bonus content, exclusive swag, and discounts and freebies to private film events. If that sounds like something you can get behind, donations start at only $5 monthly. And of course, If you're looking to take a big step toward your film's financial success, go to www.banzai.film and click on services to explore our unrivaled approach to film marketing. You have everything to gain. Until next time, be better, be creative, be engaged,
2: and thank you for listening.